What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to the WordPress Community Podcast. The essential source for news and information on the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Learn about the newest updates and plugins, as well as exclusive interviews with WordPress experts that are sure to help you enhance your skill set. Now, please welcome the host of the WordPress Community Podcast, Joost Devog. So, good evening. We're back. And this is actually the second time in a row, so that, it's, it's, yeah, it's something like a, a real show again. Um, as always, with me today, my, my buddy and partner in crime, Frederick Towns. Welcome back, Frederick. Hey, good to be back. And uh, <laughs> we've got Brasco and the special effects. That's probably also <laughs> a, a good a good thing, and we've got we've got a guest tonight. We uh, arranged this a bit late for the guys following me on Twitter. You probably noticed me calling out Chris, so um, he he was uh, able to come on the show, and I'm very happy that he is. Here is here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Chris Pearson. Hey! <laughs> What's up, buddy? So. So Chris is probably the guy um, who has the biggest WordPress hate ratio versus uh, his income. As in, he makes an awful lot of money from WordPress, but hates it more than most people I know. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take that claim to fame. <laughs> it's true, right? I mean, maybe. It's love-hate. I like WordPress. I just hate all the things that are keeping me from doing what I want to do with WordPress. Uh, and that will be. Uh, I mean, you know, with with thesis, the whole goal is to build the ultimate uh, publishing platform for the web, and that includes things like serving HTML, front end stuff, uh, HTML design, those kinds of things. And then you've got all these back end tasks too. But really, like right now, the back end and the front end are totally separate, and there's not a whole lot of crosstalk between the two things. But ideally, that you know, those two entities are not totally distinct and separate. And the ultimate platform is going to be a, a perfect mesh of the of the back end and the front end. And just because of the way WordPress is written, it's written just to be a back end. And like, there's all these like conciliatory functions that help the front end. But the whole thing is not built as one. And that's that's what needs to happen. And that's why I'm frustrated. Okay, cool. Now, that sounds like something we could chat about for like all night long, um, which is what we're going to try. But first off, um, Frederick has, of course, prepped some news for us. So uh, I'd like you to take that away, Frederick. 
Sure. There's been uh, some interesting updates. Well, relatively speaking, as always, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Matt uh, Mullenweg has uh, discovered that Jay-Z has a blog powered on WordPress, which uh, I think is a nice barometer of the, uh, of the reach of uh, WordPress as a publishing tool, although I'm pretty disappointed with the look and feel of that blog. Um, in terms of new plugins that are out there that at least caught my interest, uh, there's a WordPress 3.0 multi-site settings plugin that's uh, making the rounds. And I'm also seeing on, on uh, WordPressengineer.com that uh, uh, WordPress 3.0 specific author templates are going to be uh, getting some attention. It's kind of interesting. I know that child themes have been getting more attention uh, as time moves forward, but this is also pretty interesting to see how this might take shape. So that's floating about. There's also... Uh, Improve polls and ratings out there. You can probably, I'll drop the links into the chat room for this as well. And there's a new uh, release for the iPhone uh, in the App Store for WordPress, of course. And interestingly enough, for all of you with, uh, with a uh, posturous, that's how you say it anyway, import uh, uh, is, is available now. So if you have a posturous blog and you've not been uh, paying too much attention to it, but you have some great posts in there, you can now pull those in quite easily. It's a tool for that. A new buddy press release is also out there, or at least candidate anyway. And uh, jumping back to plugins, there's another one by uh, Constantine Kovshin. Hopefully that's how you say his name. He's got a technical support uh, plugin for WordPress, kind of similar to the one that Yost and I talked about last week. But this one's really nice, and we'll drop a link uh, in the chat room about this one as well. It's really, uh, it's really put together pretty sharply. And he's got a video and everything else uh, to discuss how you know you can actually support clients with uh, with WordPress as a, still without changing it from a publishing platform. So it's pretty cool. So that's okay. news this week. Sounds pretty good. And the, the multi-site stuff. Have you played with it or just uh, checked it out? Just barely checked it out. It looks pretty sharp. The screenshots are nice and crisp, and uh, you know it, it's uh, it looks good. You know, I, personally, I didn't really like the fact that we actually needed the multi-site plugin for multi-user in the past and yeah, I hope yeah. you know 3.0 things might change a bit but uh, I don't know you know that's where that's where what Chris said kind of resonates with me as well there's all these little things that that are in core that you wish weren't in core and you know different things that you just don't want to have to have a plugin for yeah I agree, and the issue is that we at Orange Valley we work with two platforms, with WordPress on one hand and Magento on the other hand. Magento being a shop platform that is also open source and pretty good, but the difference is huge between the two. I think that from a design and architecture perspective, Magento is a lot better. But it's also like ten times harder to grasp. So uh, the, the fact that, that WordPress is so um, um, weird sometimes, uh, it, it probably is also one of the things that makes it pretty easy to grasp sometimes as well. Yeah, the thing the thing that bothers me about you know WordPress having certain functions in place and you know allowing some functionality to go to plugins and things like that is like because the community is so big. You know, we all get used to one method of operating, and we assume it's the standard, and it may be fundamentally flawed. And so we have all these people operating in a way that is truly not the best way to operate, and it's just accepted as a de facto standard because WordPress is so big. And so that's, you know, that, that's a bummer. That, that is a big problem. You know, when, you, when you're that huge and, you're, you know, you have that many users, you have this extreme responsibility to deliver the right answer and the most efficient solution. And... Uh, yeah, I just feel like that that is not really being that need is not being fulfilled the way it should be at this point. I mean, it's going to be over time. We're we're all working towards the right answer, but uh, for now, it's where we're at. And there's no single right answer. I mean, what do you think, Chris, about uh, keeping users on a good upgrade path? You know, so that they are you know moving forward with the current best practices and things like that. How do you deal with that? With you know, with what you do? I mean, that's uh, that's always kind of tricky ground that's kind of a slippery slope because you know 
as developers, I think we've all been in this boat where we'll introduce some kind of feature or something like that, and we'll have a data structure beneath it. And we realize later on that that maybe our original thinking on that was flawed. And so then we have to, in order to have an, a seamless upgrade path, we have to kind of introduce this legacy code and accommodate things that we did in the past and accommodate our mistakes. And that, uh, you know, that's always something you deal with in software development. It's tough to do. Um, you know, I guess it's, you know, like you said, there there is no single right answer, but at the same time there's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I always feel like that there's better ways to better organize things, and, and ultimately there are some best answers. There's a best way to set up these data structures. There's a best way to organize the database architecture. And, I mean, I don't know what all the right answers are, like, specifically, but I do know that what we're working with is horribly flawed in a lot of these really fundamental ways. And, and the, the big, your biggest gripe is the, 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 the fact that there's actually no integration between backend and frontend? Well, I actually no. I would be hugely bummed if there were more integration because that would, uh, I mean, that would kind of be dictating the development path that I take. And so I'm glad that there's not because I have an opportunity to solve this problem, you know, without interference from existing things. And that I feel like that allows me to maybe pursue a cleaner or better answer. Um, but at the same time. You know, I, the best platform is going to be a seamless integration between back end and front end. So, I mean, that's, it's kind of like six and one, half dozen the other. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, for those who, who don't know or haven't played with it, what does Thesis, the theme, you, the theme framework you, uh, you work on, do at the moment? Um, and why is it better than all the other frameworks? I mean, I can't really speak for other frameworks, but I do know what Thesis does extremely well, and that is serve efficient, uh, efficient and clean HTML, uh, meaning there's not any bloat code strictly there for design purposes. Um, you know, like the document head is really concise. Um, there's still a few things I need to, you know, combat, like, like right now we're serving four style sheets, one IE conditional, one a custom sheet, and two that Thesis produces. That's certainly going to go down to three, and I'll probably be able to consolidate that down to two pretty soon. But uh, so, I mean, there's things like that. Like the document head is really clean. The, the markup is really fast. The actual framework architecture, like if you just built WordPress themes the way that people built them for years – using like all the template systems like the you know you have an archives.php file and a category.php file and all these things that architecture like the php logic behind it takes longer to execute than the way thesis is built which is just one function hook and it it, it actually circumvents all that that wordpress um you know php logic checks to see figure out what kind of page you're on and whatnot so it serves that stuff faster so it's fundamentally faster than than other WordPress themes, so that's a win. And then uh, in terms of accommodating design customizations and things like that, I mean, you get all this, this mission-critical functionality that is upgrade-proof, and then you can lay your design on top of that. And the whole idea is that you never change your HTML. That's the biggest mistake people make. You change your theme, you change all your HTML. People don't care about that because all they want is the flowers and stupid stuff on their design, which doesn't do anything for them anyway. I mean, I love design. I came from design, so it's not like I'm, I'm ragging on it. I'm just saying at the end of the day, that has nothing to do with your long-term success running a website. Uh, and so, you know, that I, I feel like Thesis does the mission-critical stuff that you have to have to run a successful website. I think it puts you in really good shape to, you know, to run a site with that. Okay, so you actually claim that it uh, runs faster. Now, we... I think we've got the world's biggest expert on WordPress performance uh, on this show with us, being Frederick. Um, so, Frederick, would you agree that that's true? Well, I've I've actually worked with Chris, you know, on uh, Personified, and uh, you know, and with Post uh, Company as well. And I think we we did put together something that was. Uh, incredibly fast, and when I deployed W3 Total Cache for Chris, I did notice that um, his site was just obscenely quick already. And I spoke to him, you know, before about you know what's, or I should say, in the past about what's coming out next with Thesis and everything else, and you know what he was, what considerations he was making for performance, and really, you know, for the for the 
for the regular guy out there who just wants to put his blog together or is not an expert yet or is an expert already but wants to save time, you know, there's lots of use cases and, and uh, people who could benefit from thesis. It's a really great start. And, and what he's saying is definitely true. You know, I can't really find any fault with it. The only thing is, you know, if you just want to nitpick, you know, and he already knows this, that's why he mentioned it already. If you can reduce the number of HTTP requests you have, you know, you're just better off, right, in terms of user experience and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, it's very quick. And, uh, and actually, I've seen some really horrific themes. I mean, I've worked on some, some sites that had, that ended up with, you know, all the plugins and everything else having 500 and some 50 queries per page. Um, and, you know, believe it or not, like W3 Total Cache would cache, you know, 80% of that for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's some, there's some really horrific stuff out there, and it usually ends up coming more so from plugins than it does themes. Now that I think about it. I'd agree with that totally. I mean, I, I actually put a tweet out there earlier today. I said, you know, I finally understand after building some of this, like, uh, for instance, I built a full, you know, uh, system, I guess, to handle meta tags, like robots tags, meta keywords, meta descriptions, and title tags. And the resulting code is much, much leaner than something like the all-in-one SEO plugin. And I tweeted today, I said, I finally understand why I'm able to do this more efficiently than a plugin ever could. And that's because I'm starting from a, a different place where I don't have to go through the logical tech checks. I don't have to go through WordPress's system of, you know, putting these things together and then apply my logic. I built the whole thing from scratch. You know, my title tag is served a certain way, and then I just add the functionality to that. And so, you know, it's like taking a layer of disambiguation away. There's no way a plugin could do what I've done here more efficiently. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and, and you've got a nice example there because, as everybody knows, I'm not like the biggest fan ever of all-in-one SEO. Um, I, I, I noticed they're, they're selling an all-in-one SEO pro version now. Um, I, I don't even know what it is, um, and I don't intend to find out. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, uh, oh, I see in the chat room that people are saying the pro version doesn't do anything good. That no, it's it's just for support, and it's a monthly charge. It's laughable. Like I don't charge that much, and you get a whole piece of software to run your website. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's always good how people think they finally found a business model after they've had two million free downloads. Um, <laughs> I'm so, uh, yeah, well, you know, there are real business models out there. You know, I think yours, Chris, is a, is a fine example, um, but I, I don't think a lot of people get that yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's so hard to grasp. I think I think we approach the web, uh, you know, upside down. It's like the rules are different here, but they're not. And free, everyone's so intoxicated by free, we just need to get over it. Good stuff costs money, big deal. I mean, we spend it on all kinds of stuff, and we want to whine about the stuff we do have to pay for. It doesn't make any sense. Right, and you want people to continue to add value to products and develop them and so on and so forth. And, you know, what I found with, with my work is that you know, although it's not enough to, to pay the mortgage, you know, people actually say, you know, hey, wow, your support is phenomenal or, you know, this thing just, you know, does everything that I need. You know, what's your PayPal address? And it's, uh, that's a beautiful thing. You know, it's not as commonplace as I would like, but I remember, like, finding, you know, random tools, you know, to, like, I don't know, do different things that you just can't buy in a store and there's some guy, you know, on SourceForge or something like that that's produced something. I just send him a hundred bucks if I can swing it sometimes, you know, just... Yeah, I, I, I have to say I have been getting more donations over the last couple of months than I, than I was used to. Um, but it's still not a, a, any amount that you can uh, live off. Um, it, it, to be honest, I... I've probably made more money from being a thesis affiliate sometimes than uh, uh, than, uh, than from uh, from donations. Uh, affiliate uh, sales are totally the way to go. I mean, if if people are trying to monetize, I mean, versus donations or ads. I mean, in my opinion, ad, you know, you can do ads, but then the ad the advertisers kind of have a you know they have their own stipulations for what they want you to show and things like that. So if you want to operate free of these artificial constraints, you know, selling stuff is the only way to fly. Yeah. Um, 
there are some nice questions in the chat room. A few of them I won't go into, but another few are probably good to talk about. Um, but we're going to have to go for a commercial break first. So we'll be right back with Chris Pearson of the Thesis Fame. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more of the WordPress Community Podcast after this. XYZ with affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the click in the cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get Cracking, even comes with state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866 XY7 page. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. How much time do you have every day to recruit more clients, expand your business, and add more value to your service? Let WebmasterRadio.fm do the work for you. With shows like SEO Rockstars, SEO 101, and SCM Synergy, we can tailor an ad campaign that includes 30 seconds every hour and a 30-minute special every month, plus the banner ads and links you need to reach our built-in audience. What you charge an hour for service is all it takes to get started on the fast lane to growing your business. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Yost Devon. So we're back, and... Um we were talking about uh, the issue of free and WordPress, uh, which is, um, in, in my humble opinion, the horror of, of the WordPress thing, because the fact that everything has to be free in some minds is making it very hard to make a decent living out of it, which is making it harder for the platform to grow. But you have an opinion as well, Chris, I, I understand. Absolutely. So I think the core of this whole issue boils down to one thing, and that is this. Whenever two parties exchange something, like me giving you a product, you getting you know you get that product from me, I gave you that product. There has to be a, a, a value exchange there that satisfies both ends of that agreement. So what I mean is, if I give you my product and I get money, then at least we both got something out of the deal. Now, if it's a free model, I give you my product. You don't give me squat. You maybe give me a donation if you're nice and it's five dollars. Ultimately, in the long run, that that kind of model is going to prove to be unsustainable. Um, And not just unsustainable from a monetary standpoint, but more important, unsustainable from a psychological standpoint. You can't keep giving yourself away for nothing. Nobody can do that. It'll never work. It'll never be sustainable. It's impossible. And so the fact that we keep beating our head against the wall trying to make this kind of model work is just absurd to me. On a fundamental human psychological level, it's flawed. It does not work. And I don't know why people have a hard time accepting this. Well, I think people misunderstand the the whole nature of open source. I mean, the the world of open source is more of a collaborative thing uh, where you want to connect people to make uh, products and platforms and uh, tools and utilities and things of that nature. And there's a a serious disconnect in the minds of of the DIYs and uh, even some of the developers out there who participate in the community, and they seem to think that everything is supposed to be given away and that 
you know, and then like you're saying, the, the value is diminished. And it, it ultimately, when you d install a plugin or a theme on your blog, I mean, it's a transaction. And when it's free, you know, the way that I see it is it's a business deal. And either both parties should be dissatisfied or both parties should be happy. So if I've made something that's not high quality and I release it and, you know, for at least initially you think it's great and then later on, later on you find that you're not satisfied with it, that's actually supposed to happen. On the other hand, if you buy something from me and it's high quality and you deploy it on your sites and there's there's upgrades and support and all this wonderful stuff and you're happy with it and you never want to uninstall it, that's what you paid for. Yeah. You know, and I feel like part of the, the open source community is supposed to say, hey, I worked on this thing. If you want to take it and continue it or if you want to customize and tailor it, you can do that. And that's what the whole WordPress.org thing is about. But there's just, I don't know where the where the, the disconnect comes into play, but it kind of, it's like infested in, in almost every open source community that I've seen. I mean, Chris well, here's the problem. People use it irresponsibly. It'd be all right if everybody were an upstanding, you know, good, solid person, but that's not the way it works out. People take other people's work that's open source and bundle it up and use it for profiteering purposes, and that's not okay. I didn't build Thesis to profiteer and make money. I built Thesis because I want to solve a problem. And that's why I continue to build. That's the only motivation I have is to get the right answer. I don't care about the money. It's not about that. But, you know, if I put the, something out there that's open source and I'm popular and people want a piece of that, then they're going to be motivated to use that for profiteering ends because that's the culture we live in. It's bogus. It doesn't work. Well, I, I, I think you're um, too much on one side of the, of the story, but I, I tend to agree that and, uh, at some point people have to make money and the living. Um, and uh, yeah, well, uh, it, it's true that the, the only way to do that is if people start paying for stuff. Um, I, I just one thing I, I got a remark just now about why Chris is on the show and Brian Gardner, who I've been teaming up uh, on with in the past, uh, is not. Uh, I, it's obviously been not as obvious to some people that um, Brian and I have uh, discontinued our relationship um, so I'm no longer involved with the Studio Press uh, team. We've had a great time together but we've had our fun and it's time to go our own ways. Um, Brian has just released uh, a, a, another uh, theme, theme framework, uh, Chris, as you've probably seen, called Genesis. So after all the things you've stolen from him, he's now uh, uh, finally gotten that you, you had a better idea about all this. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, well... Uh, for for those of you looking at Genesis um, and comparing it to the themes that I optimized for StudioPress, um, ten points for the for the guys who can find the the differences. There's quite a few, um, and that's about all I say about it. <laughs> but I don't know whether you have an opinion about Genesis, um, uh, Chris. I mean, I, you know, I, first of all, I haven't looked at it, so I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, all I know is that you know these frameworks keep popping up, and I guess that's that's cool. And, and I see that you know people are going to be motivated to solve these problems. Uh, and you know you got to do what you got to do what's best for your business. But at the same time, it's like I, I feel like you know the market's probably going to get tired of of all these competing frameworks because they're not going to really understand what you know which direction to go and what what the right answers are. But I mean that's the nature of any marketplace. And so. I mean, you know, I expect to see this year a lot more Genesis pop up, you know, from other corners, and and that's, you know, that's I guess that's what I should expect. Yeah, well, uh, people uh, see it as a um, lucrative business, which I guess it is. Uh, well, this is the thing I don't understand about this, Yost and Chris. Like, as far as the frameworks are concerned, I'm I'm a little bit foggy on. What problem that they, you know, are they actually solving? You know, I want to see a nice grid chart, you know, somewhere that tells me what the heck each each one of those is solving and why I need to pick one of those. Because every single time I look at something, even if, you know, even if Yahoo comes out with like a, you know, like the CSS framework or whatever, I'm always looking at these things like, why do I need to use this? You know, I, I right. sometimes I get so frustrated I just start from scratch. It's, well, a, you, it's go, go a good ahead. idea. It's a good idea. I think uh, some affiliate can do that and make a lot of money. Right. I mean, I, here's the deal. 
my my tagline on DIY themes, I guess, our business tagline is solving the fundamental problems of web design and development. And you guys both come from a coding background, will totally understand this. And that is, you know, building websites is an object-oriented process. It is a modular kind of thing. There are certain pieces. It is a finite process. There's only so many things you can do on content type sites now. I'm not talking about like a dig or something with a specialty algorithm, but you know, there's only so many things you can do with a web page. It is a finite process. And as such, it can be coded up in a very savvy, elegant platform. And that's what I'm doing. I feel like that's why you should choose thesis because I'm, you know, solving the, the ultimate fundamental problem here. But, you know, that, that's, what, that's what the deal is. And that's why I kind of don't see the need. I mean, not that I don't see the need for competing frameworks. It's just like, I don't know. If I saw Chris Pearson trying to solve a problem, I'd probably go solve a different one. Because I'm old. So. Yeah, but you you just said it. Our business tagline because DIY themes is not just you. It's also Brian Clark and a couple of other people, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Brian and I have actually met in Munich last year. We haven't had the chance to meet in person yet, Chris, but that day will come at some point. Oh yes. Uh, um. Uh, but, uh, but the funny thing I, uh, uh, when I was talking to to Brian about this is that uh, uh, what we were talking about is the marketing knowledge that, that he obviously brings to, to all of this. And um, if, if you check out the DIY theme site and compare it to the other theme sites, people still haven't really picked up on that, it seems. It's like the marketing on DIY themes is, is um, about 10 times better than on the other themes. Um, uh, even though some of the other themes uh, have, have pretty good uh, functionality as well. I mean, that's, uh, that's interesting. I, I think we've kind of taken the approach where we kind of don't market. Like, I mean, we're not in the business of marketing like crazy features and trying to get people hooked on these things that like, oh, I just got to have that and then make the purchase. You know, I guess we've taken the stance that we want people to understand fundamentally what they're trying to do and that they need, you know, good, solid tools to solve the problem. And apparently that approach uh, is, has been well-received. I mean, I feel like it has. It's worked for us. Uh, be honest. Did you build LeVar or did you help build LeVar Burton's site? No. No, I did. <laughs> that was a total surprise. Uh, okay, those are the good days of being an entrepreneur, I guess, when you see LeVar Burton using your stuff. What was that? I'm sorry, I got distracted by a tweet. <laughs> uh, sorry, those are the good days, I guess, when you see someone like LeVar Burton using your, oh, yeah. uh, your stuff. There's, so, there's been so many, I got to tell you, this has been such an enjoyable journey for me because there's all these little ancillary surprises like that that happen. And uh, it's just really great, you know, to be to be going through something and trying to accomplish something, and then having all these little, you know, universal indicators, I guess, come at you from all these different places, and and as if to say, like, hey, you're doing a good job, or you know, look look who, you know, everyone knows who Levar Burton is, and he's using my stuff. I mean, it's just cool. That little connection is cool, and uh, that's one of the best parts about doing what I do. Uh, yeah, and and also the fact that you say you don't market, but uh, then again, I see like. It, the people I consider to be uh, some of the best affiliates in the world uh, promoting your stuff, um, like Sugar Ray and Chris Brogan and people like that who who make their money being an affiliate. Um, and then you're doing marketing, but just in a better way, I guess, or in a new webby way. Yeah, I don't know. I I. I my approach to that whole thing, like I hate feeling like I'm selling. Before I, I got into web stuff, I had to do cold calls and all these types of, types of sales that I just think are so sleazy and terrible. And I never, I don't even want to sell, to sell, that's in quotes, I don't want to sell thesis. And just the thought of that makes me sick. So I, I try to take a totally different approach, kind of like a high road kind of approach where it's just like, I'd rather hit you with knowledge and, and all this other stuff and you, you, you can look at the body work that I put out there and things that I say and things that I do and make a decision about what you think my product might be like from that. Because I'm not here to say, oh, it does this and this and this and, you know, feature, you know, check out this feature, look at this one and, you know, get all lusty over the product and buy it that way. I just hate that kind of approach. It's lame. No one wants to be sold anything anyway. That's just like, I feel like I'm, I'd be infiltrating people's, you know, personal space with those kinds of messages and I'm just not about to do that. 
So, Chris, what kinds of trends are you seeing in terms of the way that people are using thesis? I mean, there's in general, there's all all these uh, memes or categories of how people use, uh, you know, WordPress, you know, publishing, and then you have, you know, the magazine style, you have portfolios, you, and so on and so forth. What kinds of uh, use cases are popular for thesis? That's a good, real good question. I think, uh, you know, for a long time, I was really surprised at the lack of diversity in the sites that were out there. I mean, seriously, it took a good year, I felt like, before people really started to get that, you know, understand what, you know, they could do with, with Thesis and all the different types of platforms that would lend themselves well to having this as the framework, as the underlying framework. And I think only in the last, I'd say the last six months, but really more the last three months, I've seen a real increase in um, skins being produced for Thesis that do more uh, diverse things that are more suited to different types of websites like photo blogs, um, different types of content presentation like you, you mentioned magazine style, which is actually a, a moniker that makes me shudder because it's really thumbnails with bits of text, <laughs> which, is, which is silly. But, um, you know, so I, I feel like we're seeing a more diverse use pattern emerge finally here in the last few months. And I realize, too, most of this, like, leading that diversity charge is, is solely up to me. I've got to come out with some really creative stru- stuff and show people what's possible, give them these creative answers so that they can take this and say, hey, look, I can run with this, you know. And so uh, that, I'm keeping my eye on that big time for this year, and that's really probably the goal of my development right now is to increase that diversity out in the marketplace and try to lead this more creative uh, charge, if you will. Well, I, I dare you to do Yoast.com and Thesis. <laughs> I do want to do Yoast.com and Thesis because you've got to work out your typography and get your line spacing and stuff right. It drives me insane. Uh, you, you, the, the designer is the other guy in the call, so you, you might not want to. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, all right. Well, we but, can talk about that offline. I got, I got hours and hours of typographical stuff I could talk about. Yeah, I, I noticed I've actually, I actually have an, a thesis affiliate uh, advertising on my blog now, which is quite funny. Um, but uh, as long as we're talking about advertising, we uh, should go into another commercial break for a sec and then come back and, and talk our final bits with Chris Pearson. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more of the WordPress Community Podcast after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Hi, welcome to the SEO shop. How may I help you? Oh, hi. I'm looking for something for my website. Well, I could slip your website into a sleek web campaign. Hmm, okay. Our professional internet marketing experts can custom tailor your web campaign with our SEO services. And by the time we're finished, your website will have such high organic search rankings that it'll turn the heads off of Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I would love that. SEO-shop.com. The experts in professional internet marketing services. Let us research, plan, execute, and succeed on your web campaign today with SEO-shop.com. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy, live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Yost Devon. Okay, we're back. And Frederick had a pretty cool question uh, he wanted to ask Chris. Yeah, I wanted to figure out like what Chris's take was on uh, the concept that Jason Santamaria put forward 
I think it was last year or late last year, where for Given Post and actually Smashing Magazine has done this quite a bit, or at least is, I've noticed them doing it uh, more than once, designing a post layout around the content of the post. And, you know, is Thesis able to do that? How do you feel about that, uh, that concept, et cetera? Okay, so first I want to address what, okay, so we'll start with, with JasonSantaMaria.com. If you go to that site, he's got uh, unique styles for every post that, that is on his site. Like the content, like the, the actual text might be on the right, and then you might have an image on the left, or the text might be on the left and the image on the right, or you might have the text separated into columns. So basically you have all these unique styles for the pages. And essentially what that is is him producing a, a unique page and, and style for every every little bit of output that he has, which this is the pinnacle of web design. That's the you know that's web design extracted out to the most finite detail, where every little thing that you do is a unique full-on production. And obviously, I mean, I would love it if every page on the web were like that. I mean, I think that's fantastic. Um, the thing is that that's a lot of work, and only a small percentage of people are going to be willing to do this. Like I, I, I would consider doing that for my site, and I actually consider that for uh, a redesign of Personified.com. Um, I just moved the site over to Thesis and it pretty much using the, old, the same layout that I had before, only totally spruced up with uh, new Thesis styles and whatnot. But ultimately, I am going to be moving to a unique styling for each post kind of platform. Um, now, we, let's look forward and see, can Thesis do this? And the answer to that is yes, it can do that, but I'm definitely putting more emphasis on this in the future because I do want to be able to produce um, unique pages you know, for every page of my site. And so something, uh, I guess, uh, an example of this might be if you have a single post page, like you just write a post, um, normally, you know, if you've got a three-column layout, you've got your content on the left and two sidebars, then that single post page is going to have the article on the left and the two sidebars on the right. Well, ideally, I, don't, I may not want all that sidebar noise on this single entry page. So, for instance, I might, I'm going to introduce something. Uh, it's not coming in, in this next version, which would be 1.7, but after that. We're going to have post and page templates, like you already have page templates in WordPress. I'm going to do a separate system that allows you to say, you know, on this post, do I want to show sidebars? No. And then, you know, there's already custom classes applied. You can apply CSS classes that, that affect the whole CSS content. They're served to the body. They're served to the body tag. And that way, you know, you could use that to, to create this totally unique style for every post and page of your site. And so, yes, that's in there. Uh, it pretty much just requires the the user to be totally savvy and motivated to do something like like you see with this plugin and like you see on Jason Santa Maria's site, which I said is only going to be a very small percentage of super creative people. But I mean, I do think it's cool, and I want to do that, so I'm going to build that into my software. Okay, that was a long answer to uh, uh, a, a short question, but it's pretty good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, someone's asking who's molesting their mic. Well, that'd be me. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, don't know why I, I keep having to touch myself. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think you're just two meters tall, and they don't make mics for big people. Uh, I'm not two meters. Uh, uh, for those of you who actually understand the metric system, I'm uh, one meter eighty-eight, which I guess is. Uh, uh, okay, let me get this in feet because otherwise nobody will get it anyway. Um, uh, Google is telling me. Uh, it, it, it's yeah, Google six, conversion. Six, <laughs> it's the best six, thing six on Google. Six foot sixteen. Uh, six foot sixteen. That makes you seven foot four. I didn't know you were a giant, Yost. Uh, how is that seven foot? Uh, now so six six point sixteen feet. That was that's gotcha. what. Six point one six feet. Okay. I don't know how many inches that is, but a few. Uh, six two, seventy four, something like that. Yeah. Seventy four, yeah. Um, and can we please all get to the metric system? Come on! I, I tried. You're the I one who wanted to change it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I try to be kind to our American readers, uh, our listeners. Um, so. Chris, you you have a background in design because the first time I ever heard of you was when you're doing personified, um, and you weren't even working on thesis yet. Um, 
where did, how did you get started into web design? I, I think we haven't heard enough about the guy behind all this because someone, oh, you seem like you've had a weird career. I, it has been a weird path. Here's the deal. I, in high school, I took, uh, I took, I guess, three computer science classes. So I took like a, a, a class on basic <laughs> that old language. Um, I took a computer science uh, advanced, like AP, whatever, computer science course, and then I took a course on data structures. And so I was all set up to go into college as a CS major, and that's computer science. And I, yeah. uh, I elected to back out of that when I went to school because I toured the computer science department, and everybody in there had dyed white hair, wore all black clothes, and had LAN parties on the weekends, and I was trying to get late. So... I felt like that was not going to be a good fit, so I ended up going into engineering, and uh, I kind of took like a, a like seriously like an eight year diversion away from from computer science, which I guess was probably my first love for my entire life, uh, dealing with design and code, you know, in a computer type environment, and uh, I was just really dissatisfied after college, and I had taken a job for a couple years and was dissatisfied with that, and then ended up. Uh, Without a job, didn't know what the heck I was going to do, and started messing around on the internet. I was like, you know what? I, I want to design my own website. I was just really motivated to, uh, but I, I was really thinking only about the visual part of it uh, because I'd done a lot of print work and poster work and advertising work in my previous job. And so I was kind of, you know, on that mindset, that wavelength. And uh, so that's how I originally got into it, into, into blog design. And so that was, that was my niche, I guess, for about a year and a half. And then I realized, though, you know, there's, there's a lot more to the story than just that front-end design. And if you really want to make things work, you have to understand all the parts involved. And that path led me back into code, and I realized all the stuff I knew when I was a kid and really enjoyed. And, uh, and I guess I just kind of found my home again, but it's just kind of the same place I started, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old. Yeah, you... You started too late, though. How old are you now? I'm 28. Okay, so we're about the same same age. Uh, I'm, I'm turning 28 next week. Uh, on the show, actually. So uh, Sweet. We'll, we'll, we'll have a party. All right. Um, uh, I'm the oldest one here, huh? Uh, no, I think Brasco is. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I guess. What about me? Break. What about me? <laughs> Oh, there he is. You're, you're, you're probably the oldest one here, aren't you, Brasca? <laughs> 34. No, I'm not that bad. I'm in the middle. <laughs> no, so you, I'm told you're I look younger. Old. At least I think I do. <laughs> Sorry? At least I've been told I look younger with a bald head. <laughs> yeah. Because, no, well, I, I won't go into the bad, bad remarks here. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I'm seeing all these. I started something in the in the chat room which wasn't good. <laughs> all people telling me how old they are now. I don't ever want to meet them again. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Chris, we're gonna have to wrap up in a bit. Um, it's been really a blast having you on. Next time you're coming on, you're going to have to bring Brian though. Um, uh, Brian of Copyblogger, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, because he's a he's a great guy to talk with as well. Absolutely. Uh, and we could do some more in-depth blogging stuff. Um, for now, usually when I get people promotion like this, they they have a, a nice discount code for everyone to uh, to buy your stuff. So um, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot because I haven't actually prepared him for this. But maybe you can do us a nice thesis deal for the coming hour or so. Well, I, I got to redo something from my site. I'm going to go back in time in my archives here, something I just worked on last week. So I'm going to read a quote. I had a Black Friday sale in November of 2008, and here's my conclusion from that sale. Uh I said, although the sale caused quite a frenzy, I've left this experience with a newfound distaste for sales. The last thing I want to do is mess with the psyche of potential customers, and sales have the ugly side effect of conditioning buyers into thinking that what you offer can always be had for less. And so that, which is almost incontrovertible, uh, is going to be the reason why I'm not going to do a coupon code. <laughs> it's not because I don't want to. There's just too much bad backlash with buyers when you give discounts. 
things like that. So what I am going to do, though, I will offer this helpful tip, which I haven't put out publicly yet, and that is when Thesis 2.0 comes out, we're going to up the pricing of you know, the personal option and the developer's option, and we're going to just redo the whole pricing structure. It's not going to be like the 87, 164 like it is now. It'll be something totally different. And the bottom line is anyone who buys now, especially the people that upgrade to the developer's option now, they're going to get the whole, the whole Monty, everything that we offer when we change to the new model, which is going to be, um, I mean, it's just going to be different, but you're going to get everything that we offer, like discounts on skins. Once the skin marketplace is up, uh, you know, those people will get perpetual discounts on that. Um, all kinds of little perks and benefits that they're going to want to be in on. And right now, that can be had for 164 bucks. Later, it might be something like $297. I don't know what it's going to be. We've, we've thrown some numbers around, but it's going to be increased substantially. And so if you want to get everything now, I would advise people just to upgrade to the developer's option if they're already an existing customer. And if they're not, then that's the option they should be looking to purchase because that's going to get them everything you know, in perpetuity. And I'm going to have to honor that. And I think that's going to be just epic value for the cost. I mean, for 164 bucks, let's say I come out with five, you know, five skins that I do myself this year, and then like a whole marketplace full of other ones from other top-notch designers. Uh, that's that's going to be huge. So sounds that, good. So for now, everyone will just have to buy Thesis through uh, my affiliate link, which is yoastcom slash out slash Thesis. Uh, <laughs> totally. And, uh, <laughs> and then we'll be good. Um, so I can make some money off of this as well. I agree. Uh, <laughs> buy from Yoast. <laughs> okay. Hey, Chris, thanks a lot for being here. Thanks, um, man. And uh, I hope, to, don't be a stranger. Come back soon. Absolutely. You guys, uh, anytime you want to have me, I'll come on the show. Okay, perfect. Um, so next week is my birthday, and we'll have a, a ver very good friend of mine uh, on the show, uh, Dennis Mortensen, who is uh, the guy who leads up Yahoo Weaponlytics at Yahoo. Uh, it was uh, the former uh, uh, CTO of, uh, uh, of um, Index Tools before they sold it to Yahoo. Um, so he's going to be on, and we're going to have a blast talking about analytics and how we can use all that to improve our blogging. Um, we've had a great show on that with Avinash a while back, uh, and it, uh, it seemed a good time to get Dennis on and see what we can do with Yahoo Web Analytics. So until next week, um, be sure to be, be there at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. GMT. So thanks, Frederick, and um, talk soon, everyone. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.